1: It's Tuesday. It is May 28th. It's 2019, and we have 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, I appreciate you filling in for me yesterday. How are you doing, my friend?
0: I'm doing great. went well last night. I don't kind of get nearly enough pods with Will lately, so every time you call me to fill in, I'm always pretty darn happy. So went well last night. Today didn't go too well because... I mean, I only said a few lines and then passed out, but I had Kansas City stacked, and obviously we know what happened there. So, yeah, yeah just got a zero, negative 100% ROI today, but real happy that I just slept through luck because I probably would have played more on KC.
1: Yeah, I actually had a pretty good day. I stacked the Reds, uh, but my one-offs were Austin Meadows and um, Nunez from Baltimore. So those guys combined almost... I, I think they outscored my Reds stack, so... It was a good day. Um, ready to move on, ready to talk about this next slate. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head over to check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the roto link, so that way you get three months of roto premium for Fantasy Draft. You'll also get any cool promos that we run with them. You'll get access to those. So if you haven't checked them out, uh, make sure you check them out. We're going to jump right in. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, the pricing is a little tougher today on uh, DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. So... Um, it's always fun you know FanDuel pricing is a little softer so you kind of get the best of both worlds so let's start with the st louis at philadelphia game we got adam wainwright against nick pavetta it's a 10 total Pavetta's a 126 favorite here uh do you have any interest in adam wainwright
0: no no none whatsoever
1: yeah i'm kind of with you there i don't really have any interest in either one of these pitchers um Nick Pavetta on the other side, you know, Pavetta has been a guy that has been decent against right-handed pitching um, throughout his career, you know, got sent back to the minors to kind of try to figure it out. Been really bad this season. Uh, Really struggled with lefties. Uh, Do you have any interest in Pavetta?
0: He's 8'9". He's way too expensive. I might have some interest if he was priced how he was playing this year, but he is not, so not a chance I'm going with him.
1: Yeah, and, you know, he – Got a little bit um, figured out in AAA from looking at the AAA numbers, but not enough for me to get excited. Um, I I, I want to play Nick Pavetta because I don't think a lot of people would play him, but you're right. It's just a price thing. The price is just way too high for me, so I'm just not going to be able to do it here. Um, let's talk Cardinals bats. What are we looking at here for St. Louis? I mean, Carpenter
0: is the first guy I'd go with. Obviously, he's one of their best bats, Pavetta's quite a bit worse versus lefties and carp's priced decently on a slate with pretty tough pricing here. So at four one, he's the first guy I'd go with, followed shortly by Goldschmidt. And then if you like honestly, Pavetta, if he fixed some stuff in triple A, the stack's probably not gonna be great today. But if he didn't, this could be a potential blow up spot here. So I like the stack here. Again, start out with Carpenter, but Goldschmidt's too cheap. DeJong and Ozuna are good bats. Fowler's probably leading off, again, is a little bit too cheap on a slate where we need some salary. He's only 3600 here. Again, Pavetta struggles versus lefties. So you can actually fit in a stack with an ace here today. So I don't mind him, but I'm mostly targeting Carpenter, Fowler, and Goldschmidt just because of pricing.
1: Yeah, and I don't mind Ozuna. I never mind Ozuna when you're looking at these bats. I know he's he's priced up, but everybody's priced up on this slate. So, yeah, Carpenter and Goldie really stand out at 4,100 in a hitter's ballpark. Um, so, certainly like those two guys. Adam Wainwright, you know, 415 Woba against lefties, 267 ISO, has walked the strikeout ratio very small against lefties. He's been decent against righties. He great ground balls, doesn't give up a ton of hard contact. Um, what are we looking at here for Philadelphia?
0: I mean, it's Harper. It's almost entirely Harper. They have a five implied total here, but their pricing isn't terrible. I don't mind the stack here. Hoskins is good, but Harper at 4,300 is a little bit too cheap going against Wainwright, who's just horrible versus lefties and is decent versus righties here. I don't mind the stack here, but it's a little bit tough with pricing, although they are, of all the teams with over a five implied total, I think that they actually have the cheapest pricing here. So you can pick off just random bats here. I don't mind Real Muto. I don't mind McCutcheon, but Harper is the guy that I'm really targeting here. And I'll probably be using cash just because of his pricing. Um, But the stack's in order. If you want to go with a bat besides Harper, it'd be Hoskins. Even though Wayne Wright's a pretty good ground ball guy, Hoskins has a 51% fly ball rate. And he's the most likely candidate to hit out of the ballpark here.
1: Yeah, don't mind that. Um, The other guy that I want to mention is Herrera. Uh, You know, we're going to be searching for value and we get some decent value Dexter Fowler 3600, Herrera 3100. Uh, both these guys are the lefty bats that we're kind of looking at here to face against these two righties so uh, I, I don't mind Herrera at 3100 probably not going to be that popular batting seventh or eighth here and I'm perfectly okay with that and Cesar Hernandez is another guy that I had written down on my sheet. Um, low strikeout guy against a low strikeout pitcher and you know his numbers are are solid. So, yeah, they have a high implied total, but I don't mind looking towards the bottom of this order to get some value and um, you know just be a little bit different with how you approach the Cardinals and the Philadelphia Phillies today. Yeah, yeah, I like that call. Rare. Uh, Detroit at Baltimore. <laughs> this game was so tilting on Monday. You stack Detroit because you know they're going to get a lot of the bullpen, and you get Dan Straley first out of the bullpen, and Detroit still doesn't hit him. So... Matt Boyd, Dylan Bundy, nine total, pick'em game. Any interest here in Matt Boyd?
0: A little bit just in GPPs. His price tag's a little restrictive, um, but because of that, I think he's going to have fairly low ownership here. All the top pitchers, like, outside of Strauss, who's a true ace, but has a decently tough matchup here. Like, a lot of the top guys aren't terribly exciting, but Boyd here – almost the 30% K rate on the year, isn't walking a whole bunch of guys. We know that Baltimore has been decent this year, but a lot of the bats are not great. on Broxton, if he makes the lineup, that gives a bit of a bump to him, uh, to Boyd, because Broxton is going to strike out at a super high clip here. So I'm kind of going to wait and see what lineup they end up pulling out here. And if it's a pretty high K lineup, then I I have a bit of interest in Boyd, but I think I'd rather pay up a little bit for someone else. But he's, he's definitely on my GPP radar.
1: Yeah, I don't mind him. You know, the bottom of this order, he's going to be able to cruise to the bottom of this order. And the top of the order is where you're worried about. Alberto Mancini, Nunez, VR. Those are the four bats that, you know, kind of hit left-handed pitching in this lineup. So you're certainly worried about those four guys. But, you know, you talked about a lot of things here when you're looking at um, Matt Boyd. He is very good um, against lefties, so you don't have to worry about the lefties. And his strikeout rate against righties is super solid. So, Don't mind uh, Boyd in this spot. And then Dylan Bundy on the other side, you know, Bundy was a guy that, like, at one point, like, he was pretty decent against righties, you know? And and then this season, it's just, like, 356 ISO, 387 WOBA, giving up a ton of fly balls, but still has a 29% K rate. Do you have any interest here in Dylan Bundy against uh, this pretty right-handed heavy lineup?
0: Huge interest in Bundy. Uh, Just the way the pricing's working out today. Grant, this is based off of if he's not going to be that chalky. He's going up against a Detroit lineup with a near 30% K rate versus righties so far this season. And you look at the numbers that he's gotten so far, and that 387 Woba and that 356 ISO versus righties is not something that I can really expect to continue. He's giving up a lot of fly balls, but only 29% hard contact rate. We know that he gives up a bunch of bombs, and he always has, but still has a near 30% K rate to righties, and if you can keep those walks down, which there's only two bats over an 8.8% walk rate so far this season versus righties, I think that this is a great spot. I think there's huge upside just based on the way that pricing is. There's not a whole lot of pitchers I want to pay up for. So you got to look in the mid tier. He may not be my favorite. Uh, It's between him and Fred that are going to be the two mid tier guys I'm going to be using. But Bundy, I will have a lot of ownership in GVPs and I really hope I don't have to use them for cash. We'll just put it that way.
1: Yeah, I don't mind Bundy in tournaments here. I don't know if I'd end up on him in cash games either. Uh, I have no honestly. I really don't know who I'm going to use in cash yet um, as my SP two. I think I have a good idea of who I want to play as my SP one, but um, still up in the air as my SP two. I think there's actually a few options in this range that make a little sense. So Bundy's a guy that I'm going to look at in tournaments um, if he gets hit up a little bit um let's talk detroit bats where do you think he's going to get hit up from
0: i mean i don't know i mean castillo stewart two of the guy obvious guys here even Gudrum got like i know that DeBundy has good splits versus lefties this year but i don't expect that to continue at all um so like probably just the top of the line if anyone with some power but i'd rather just pick and choose one off power bats in this lineup i don't know if it's a great idea to stack although he can get a little wild and walk some guys this isn't really type of lineup that does that and it gets in a good pitchers ball or hitters ballpark but i probably just stewart castellanos rodriguez would be the three guys that would end up going with
1: yeah and the other guy that I, i really don't mind here um is the highest priced of the bunch. It's Brandon Dixon. You know, he's actually shown a little bit of reverse splits. He strikes out a ton. So it's either going to be strikeout or hard contact. And in tournaments uh, against a flyball guy like Bundy, I don't mind, you know, yeah. taking the upside. 55% hard hit rate for Dixon against righties this season. So if he gets a hold of one, you know, obviously the upside's there, but the downside's there as well. You know, he obviously can strike out three times in this game. So uh, I just don't mind Brandon Dixon. Um, you can kind of play him at second base and get a little pop at second base in this spot. So um, the Baltimore side of things, Grant, I really like Nunez uh, against lefties. I've been playing him against lefties now all season, and it's just it just continues to keep working. Um, Alberto is 3,500. I don't want to stack against Matt Boyd. I respect the talent, but Alberto at 3,500 seems really cheap, and Nunez is that guy that continues to have the power upside, plus he's a fly ball hitter against a fly ball pitcher.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, mind either of those guys. Same with Mancini, who's been hitting lefties real well this season. Only 100 bucks more than Nunez. I don't want a full stack here, but, yeah, doing two or three hit- hitters that can hit the ball at the ballpark, I don't mind at all. He's got a lot – or, Boyd has a whole lot higher fly ball splits to righties so far this year. A whole lot more hard contact. So Nunez, Mancini, and Alberto are the three guys that end up targeting here. But I don't want to do a full stack with Baltimore today.
1: Yeah, and Alberto should hit leadoff. So, um, you know, certainly like that. Toronto at Tampa Bay. It looks like it's going to be Clayton Richard against um, an opener of uh, Steinek. And then Yarbrough is going to come in. Any interest here in Clayton Richard?
0: I don't know if he's, I think his first outing, he only had about 55 pitches. So I'm not sure he's going to go long enough into the game. I'll have to look into it in the morning. Um, But assuming that he does, or is on a pitch count, I have no interest in him.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing he's going to be on a pitch count. Uh, Like you said, he only threw 54 pitches. Um, And and that was 38 pitches in a rehab stint um, before that. So I'd be shocked if he throws more than like 75 pitches in this game. So. I'm with you. I don't really have a lot of interest, um, and you know it's it's a decent spot. Tampa is a little bit worse against lefties, but this Tampa lineup is rolling. Um, this team's been really good this season. Um, you know, looking at Toronto or not looking at Toronto, looking at Yarbrough in this lineup. Uh, do you have any interest here in Yarbrough against uh, Toronto?
0: I don't hate it. It's just a little bit tough with the price. He's 8300. There's a few other guys that I like in that range, so. I don't hate the decision to go with him, but I also hate playing long relief pitchers for Tampa Bay. Um, And there are three other pitchers right sandwiching him uh, in terms of pricing that'll keep me off of Yarrow on this matchup.
1: Yeah, I I don't hate it. Uh, Again, I I like a couple other guys in this range as well. He's kind of in that range where there's a lot of strikeouts in the bottom of this order against lefties. Uh, So, And there's not a ton of power. You know, it's just one of those things where, you know, you kind of hope he comes in and it's like a 0-0-1-1 game. They can get the lead when he's pitching. He can pick up a win. Um, I don't hate him. He's one of my favorite long relief guys in this bullpen now that they're, like, starting Torinos. Those are the two guys that I don't mind playing, like, in this bullpen situation. So I don't mind Yarbrough here. Um, Toronto Bats, anything standing out to you here?
0: I mean, Vlad's fine, Smoke's fine, Gary L's been hitting well this year. I I just don't know if there's anyone in particular I want to target here. We don't have a total on it. It's being played over in Tampa Bay, so... I mean, I'm going to check Vegas odds in the morning, but as of right now, there's no one that really stands out too much to me.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Nothing really standing out to me either. I don't see myself using a lot of Toronto... Oh, I should,
0: sorry, I should say that Vlad is priced at 3700 so I don't hate that.
1: Fair enough um the other side of this game the tampa side anything standing out to you here
0: i mean honestly a lot of people are gonna not want to play the lefties here Choi meadows if they make the lineup even kiermeyer but richard is probably not going to go that late into the game it's going to be a bit of a bullpen game toronto's bullpen is just all right i am fine with the stack here and i'm fine with targeting either Choi or meadows in tournaments and even Garcia, Fam, Adamas. Adamas has been hitting really well lately, and I know that they don't have great numbers against lefties, but they were striking out a huge clip early on in the season. They've kind of regressed a little bit, and so I don't hate a little Tampa Bay stack in tournaments here, and specifically targeting Meadows at 5,700. at super low ownership, even though he's only facing a lefty for three innings.
1: Yeah, I don't mind it. It's just like oh man that price tag in this ballpark uh, I just you're you're potentially taking a bat away from him you know facing the lefty um I, i'm just i'm on the fence about it and you know like i said i, I played him on monday and i love I, I like playing austin meadows i'm a huge fan anybody that listened to the podcast last year i talked about him a lot last year uh when he was with the pirates but i don't mind the troy call 3700 um yeah uh, don't mind looking at some of these righties too on top of that so uh, moving on. San Francisco at Miami, seven and a half total. Jeff Samarja, Trevor Richards, pick 'em game. Uh, any interest here in the Shark?
0: I do, but it's strictly pricing uh, oriented. They're going up. Against, he's going up against Miami. He's too cheap considering the tough pricing on the slate. Um, with how many strikeouts there are in this lineup here, and he he's done all right recently. And there aren't too many lefties in this lineup they have to go against. He's been decent against righties so far. Not a huge strikeout rate. But hasn't walked a whole lot of guys, isn't giving up too much hard contact. I mean, high 30s, but over in Miami, that's not really going to be nearly as much of a concern here. I don't mind it just because of how cheap he is and just how not great Miami's bats actually are, even though they have played well recently. Just if you need a high 7K bat or a high 7K pitcher, he's not my favorite, but he's probably my second favorite in the 7K range.
1: Yeah, facing Miami, obviously, it gives them a little bit of a bump. This ballpark, good ballpark. Um, don't hate it. Don't love it. Uh, Trevor Richards on the other side of this game. Any interest here in Richards?
0: A little bit. And, again, it's pricing-oriented. I won't have much exposure to him because I like Bundy. I like Freed. Um, but he's definitely in play. They currently have a 3.75 implied team total for the Giants. It's being played over in Miami. Yes, he does give up a whole lot of hard contact, but there's not a whole lot of power I'm worried about here outside of belt. Um, So the K's in San Francisco are right around average, maybe slightly below average, but he's good versus righties. And there's a few righties that can strike out a bit in this lineup. So I don't mind him. He's not my favorite, though.
1: Yeah, his walks are the only thing that, like, super concerned me. Uh, He he does walk a lot of hitters. He only had one walk in his last outing against Detroit, and that was really his best outing of the season. Um, So I I certainly don't mind Richards here. Uh, You know, I always do my research without looking at pricing, and I had Richards on my sheet. And the fact that he's 8,200, it's kind of like I was hoping he was going to be where he's been recently in like that $7,500 range and if you don't think $700 makes a difference on this slate you're wrong um so I don't mind Richards here I don't really see anybody like burning him outside of like Brandon belt uh so you know belt would be the guy that I would target on the San Francisco Giants uh, any interest in anybody else here
0: now it's literally only belt probably in this entire game I mean if you need to search for some uh, cheap bats, I don't mind going to a few of them over on the Miami side, but over on San Fran, it's literally just Bell. He's way too cheap, 3700 Even in Miami, I'm probably going to end up playing him in cash just to save some some money, but this game just doesn't really scream anything great to me.
1: Yeah, like if I end up at like 3400 on an outfielder, I might play Garrett Cooper, or one of these guys, Austin Dean, like these guys are in the lineup and they're batting up towards the top of the lineup and they're cheap. Like all like if you just end up in this range and you want to play one of these guys, like, you know, neither one of these pitchers are like super overpowering. So I don't mind looking at cheap Miami bats to fill in places.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, you might be forced to.
1: All right. uh, Moving on. We got Cleveland at Boston. Nine and a half total in this one. We got um, Zach Plezac against David Price. Uh, Price, a 215 favorite here. Price had flu-like symptoms. Was it Saturday? Um, left the game after, I think it was like 15 pitches or something like that, and um, getting the start here a few days later. Guessing he's feeling okay. Um, any interest here in Zach Plezac?
0: A lot. Uh, a lot, a lot, a lot. This kid, I mean, he's done great. In the minors so far this year. Wasn't on a whole lot of people's radars before this year, but he's just cruised through A, cruised through AAA, has an increase in velocities from last year. A lot of projection systems don't have him graded out as a great pitcher. And this is his first start, but he's priced at 4, 500 on a tough, tough pricing slate. Um, honestly, not gonna surprise me if I have a hundred percent ownership in him. Even though it's against Boston, they're obviously not a very easy lineup here. I might just be forced to go all in on him, but, I mean, as of right now, he's the top point-per-dollar play on the entire slate, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I could do it. Um, I, I get it. 4,500, if he goes out and puts up, like, 10 points, he's not going to beat you, you know, so completely understand you know obviously like you said he's pitched really well in triple a this season he started nine times between double a AA and AAA, and right out of strikeout per inning in that range uh the FIP is certainly good the whip is good um the home run per nine projects to be really high in the majors because he is a fly ball pitcher and he's facing the boston red sox who have been hitting the ball a lot better uh recently since the start of the season so for me i'm gonna pass I might play him on one team, but for the most part, I don't think I'm going to go here. And I completely understand why you would look at him here. Um, You know, no doubt about it. Completely understand why you're playing him. Um, The other side of this game, you know, David Price, assuming that he's not going to get sick here. Cleveland has been really bad against left-handed pitching this season. Grant, Uh, what are we doing here with David Price?
0: I'm still not using him. Uh, I don't, I I'm a little scared away from the last start from flu-like symptoms. I use quotation marks there. Um, I think he was just having a little bit of trouble. Who knows what's going to happen with him? Who knows how late he's going to go in the, into the game? He may end up with a blister. I don't know. always bothers me with David Price every once in a while when I don't know how late in game he's going to go. In Cleveland, yes, they've been bad versus lefties this year, but they are due for some positive regression. They are a good hitting team here. Price is just all right. It's being played over in Boston. I know they have a three point eight implied team total here. As of right now, I don't know if I want to use Price. I may end up getting stuck with him, considering he's kind of in that range where I want to go with Bundy. But I'm if I have seven, eight, nine hundred dollars extra to pay for someone, it's probably going to end up being Price.
1: Yeah, I I really like David Price. Um, You know, throwing. I think it was like fifteen pitches, right? Um, I'm gonna look that up really quick. Yeah, throwing 15 pitches—that's just like a normal bullpen. Like, I'm not super concerned about it. You know, actually, is probably giving him a couple extra days, so not concerned. As bad as this team has been against left-handed pitching, there's a lot of strikeouts towards the bottom of this order. You know, Lindor is good against lefties. Santana's been good against lefties, and Luplo. But outside of that, the rest of this lineup has really struggled. Um, Jose Ramirez got scratched on Monday. He's dealing with. It, <laughs> dealing with something, um, because it's definitely not dealing with hitting the ball too much. So, um, you know, obviously this is a spot that could go wrong because Cleveland is not a bad baseball team, but I think David Price is certainly in play. Um, nice little discount from other guys that have really high upside on this slate. So certainly don't mind this spot for him. Uh, Cleveland bats, anything standing out to you here?
0: Not really. Also, we should mention check with Roth tomorrow. It's going to be cold there, but there's a good shot at rain. We're still 20 hours out, so who knows if it'll happen or not. But uh, yeah, there's a, there's a chance of a postponement or at least a delay here.
1: Yeah, Boston usually calls games really early. so um, yeah. It might
0: save me for myself.
1: Yeah, it might save you. Um, you never know. So this line, this line's already starting to move too towards David Price and the Red Sox. So, mm-hmm. um, um, Boston or Boston Bats? Anything? Or I guess Cleveland Bats. Is it, is there anybody that you'd play here against Price if this weather is okay?
0: I don't know if there's anyone I really want to target here. I mean, maybe Jose Ramirez if he is in the lineup here. I think he's still too cheap at thirty five hundred just seems ridiculous to me, considering the guy was an MVP candidate last year. Um, But outside of him, I mean, maybe Lufflow who's hit lefties well, but I I don't really think I need to target anyone here.
1: Yeah, he's hit all six of his home runs against lefties in in 42 at-bats. He has six home runs in 42 at-bats against uh, left-handed pitching this season. So Lufflow is certainly somebody that's on my radar at 4K again, we're, we're searching for, um, value here. So, um, certainly don't mind him the Boston side. You know, if you're not playing please, uh, I think you, you have to kind of look at Boston here. Um, depending on the weather, if it's going to be like super cold, maybe you're not playing them as much, but it is a guy that throws pretty hard that has, uh, you know, a really high fly ball rate and balls that are thrown hard, come off the bat hard and he's a fly ball pitcher. Uh, so, And the Red Sox just don't strike out a lot. You know, you look up and down this lineup, you can pretty much play all these guys who have strikeout rates under 20%. So don't mind a Red Sox stack here. I think it'd be popular if this one goes. Yeah, I think
0: they have the outside core is the highest implied team total on the board. I'd start probably with J.D. Martinez and with Betts. I pretty much have to have multiple hedge stacks in if I am playing for the stack. Um, But, like, the numbers justify playing... Red Sox hitters that are patients against fly ball pitcher because of a decent amount of hard contact in his first start. I just might be forced not to play as many of them because I I need salary. And please, that gives me a whole bunch of salary.
1: Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what the lineup looks like. I know, um, you know, Brock holds back. Maybe he gets a start um, with Moreland banged up, you know, he's dealing with a, Little a bit of a knee injury, so we'll have to see if Holt's in there, maybe Pierce is in there. Maybe we get like one of these cheaper Red Sox bats that we can kind of look at to save us some money. So, be interesting to see what the Red Sox lineup looks like if the weather holds up in this one. We got Washington, we have Atlanta, we have an eight and a half total. We got Steven Strasburg against Max Fried. Um, pretty much a pick 'em game right now. Uh, any interest here in Strasburg?
0: I do. Worries me a little bit with the weather. It's supposed to be 91 degrees there, decently humid. So. That's probably why there's an 8.5 total here, and it's a pick'em game. Strasburg clearly has the best stuff on the slate, and with pricing the way it is, with Montas being 11-3, with Rich Hill being 10-8, with Boyd being 9-3, or 10-3, with Giolito being 9-9, I think you have to look at Strasburg as your pay-up spot, even in this tough weather. I know that's a bit of a narrative that he's not great in heat, um, so if you want to stack up a land, that's fine. But I think just looking at Strauss, you, you have to have some interest in him. I don't know if I'll have the money to pay up for him right now. I haven't created any lineups, but he just grades out as the top raw points play on the slate.
1: Yeah, I don't mind him. It's more of a right, line, lineup construction thing. Um, it's going to be really tough to get up to him, have a decent SP2, and still build a team that you like. So, you know, that's my, my biggest concern here. Atlanta, a team that's a little bit better at home as well. So um, I don't mind Strasburg, but like everything you said, like it's going to be 90, 91 degrees in, in Atlanta for this game. It's just one of those games where I'm gonna probably not play a ton of him if I do play him because of his price. Like eleven eight is a really tough ask uh, on this slate with the pricing the way it is. So, um, any interest here, in Max Freed?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's the he's probably gonna be one of my main plays on the slate. Freed is just too cheap. I believe he's eight two. No, it's Richard. How much is Freed? Eight one. There it is. Uh, yeah, he's just too cheap. He's in that mid-K range where you can still pay it for a bunch of bats. Same implied total as Strauss here. I know the weather's not good, and I know that Washington has not struck out a whole lot versus lefties this year and has been pretty dangerous versus lefties, but Freed has good enough stuff. He's the guy that I'm probably going to be looking at as my SP2 for cash, probably going to be my main guy for tournaments for my SP2, and maybe SP1 in a lot of lineups here. Um so yeah he's he's the guy like he allows you to pay up for bats like that's pretty much what you need on the slate there are a few off board stacks that you can go with that are a little bit cheaper but if you want to pay up for some of these good stacks pay up for some Coors bats freed and um Plasek are going to be the two guys that I end up going with trying and get some core stacks in there
1: yeah, I don't mind Freed here. Um, my biggest issue with Freed is he throws a ton of fastballs and Washington, one of the better teams against fastballs in baseball. It's like my only concern. He generates a ton of ground balls, like you said, um, with his curveballs, so obviously I like that. He has natural movement on his fastball, which is good as well. I'm a huge Max Freed fan in, in general. Um, I have a little interest in him here. I don't love it. I don't hate it. Um, it's more of I'm just kind of on the fence about a lot in this price range. Like, you know, Yarbrough, Richards, Freed, you know, Bundy, all all those guys that we keep talking about. I'm just kind of on the fence on those guys. So, um, yeah, there's another guy that we're going to talk about too. Um, So, a lot of guys in this price range today. Um, Let's talk bats. Washington, if you're not playing Max Freed, what are you looking at here?
0: Uh, I mean, Rendon. Always in play. Turner and Howie are probably the three guys that go with all of hit lefties very well this season. Um, All are pretty decent bats here. Looking at pricing, I don't think they're terribly constrictive here. I mean, Rendon is, obviously, but no, no, they're all three very expensive. Sorry, I guess I had that wrong. They're still in play, though. Like If you're going to pay for cheap pitchers or double stack them with a different stack, Freed is good, but... Like, they, these guys have all hit lefties very well this year, and so I don't mind any of them. I and mean, I think Dozier's price is still, yeah, 3500 I don't hate that as a salary saver.
1: Uh, looking at the Atlanta side of things, um, don't even need to look it up. I know Freddie Freeman hits Steven Strasburg well. Think he's an excellent tournament one-off here. Um, outside of him, I don't really want to stack against Strasburg, but – Like this total is just throwing me off, right? An eight and a half total here is just throwing me off. It's just, I feel like this game should be lower with these two guys pitching. And like, I feel like weather is playing a huge factor into this total. So I don't mind looking at the power, you know, Cunha, Freeman, Donaldson, Riley. um, I don't mind looking at these guys, but I would play them as one-offs. I don't think I would stack Atlanta here.
0: I mean, I think a lot of the total has to do with Atlanta not having a great bullpen so far this season. And I believe that Washington, yeah, Washington and Atlanta are both bottom six bullpens in the league. So that probably has something to do with it here. A little bit to do the weather has a lot to do with it. Um, but yeah, I don't hate Freeman. Other than him, I'm probably staying away from Atlanta bats.
1: I, I, I was curious. So while you were talking there, I pulled it up. Freeman is 17 for 48 with four home runs and five doubles against Steven Strasburg.
0: Team BVP.
1: Uh, Chicago Cubs, Houston Astros, nine and a half total. We have John Lester and Corbin Martin. Martin is a 128 favorite. Uh, any interest here in John Lester?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's another pricing play. He's too cheap at seven five. He's been pretty darn good this season. Um, I think he has what three RA around a three, six X FIP, not walking a whole lot of guys, decent K numbers. He's too cheap for what he's done. Even going against this very good Houston team. So this Houston team's gonna be without Springer, gonna be without Altuve still. Okay, something weird is happening.
1: Okay. No, but, I really uh,
0: think that a bomb just went off near my place.
1: Oh, that's not good. Kid is it <laughs> 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 you threw me off, Grant. Um <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, um <laughs> Are you like <laughs> Yeah, anyway, um um altuve might be back so you don't want to necessarily say altuve is going to be out um he re he started his rehab on sunday and played nine innings so um assuming that he played on monday too it'd be interesting to see if they bring him back tuesday or wednesday they're dealing with a ton of injuries right now so i don't want to say like he's going to be out um yet but there is a good chance he doesn't play so um I don't hate Lester. I don't love Lester. Lester's a guy that has shown some decent strikeout stuff this season. If Altuve's out of the lineup, you know, this lineup is still missing a lot of bats, so I don't hate it. It's just – even against left-handed pitching, they just don't strike out, and that's the biggest, like, thing with Houston. So, Um, what are we looking at here on the – or um, any interest in Corbin Martin?
0: I mean, the guy's got good stuff. Uh, He can just get real wild real quick. I mean – I followed along both the last of his two starts, and I don't think he walked too many guys in his last start, but he was all over the place. Um, so I don't hate a Chicago stack here. Uh, they can A lot of the bats in the lineup are very patient. There's some decent bats here. Corbin can get up some bombs here. Oh, gosh. Yeah, there's a lightning storm right next to me. That was what happened. Uh, Yeah, but the Chicago bats are one of the better stacks on the slate. I think Martin can just get into some huge trouble here. If they get a big enough lead, then chances are they can end up. Sorry, this lightning is really throwing me off. Um, <laughs> if they get big enough lead, they're not going to be putting those good bullpen arms in there. So I really like the Chicago stack today.
1: Yeah, I don't mind Corbin Martin. Um, Like you, I I watched a little bit of his last start, and he looked really, really, really good in, like, the first two innings um, of that game. And then he just kind of, like, fell apart. So um, are you you looking up your weather?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, the night house keeps shaking.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's been a lot of um, nasty storms tonight. So I hope everyone – is anybody affected by the storms? I hope everyone's okay. So, um. Yeah, I'm looking at the radar too. I was curious. Uh, <laughs> um so anyway, completely thrown off, but yeah, I don't I don't mind Corbin Martin at 7100 because I know he has the upside. I know his pitch count's probably going to be 80 to 85 even if he is pitching good here. But I wouldn't mind him like going 5 innings, getting some strikeouts, kind of like that Texas game his first time out. So, you know, outside of that throwing error and giving up some hits in that last start and just kind of you know, just falling apart um, after the first two innings. I, I think that we we see that this guy has the strikeout ability, has some strikeout stuff. So I don't mind looking at him seventy one hundred. Just another name to kind of throw into this price range uh, today. But I agree with you on the White Sox bats. Um, and this also it will also help if Chris Bryant's out of the lineup again. Um, You know, he's dealing that. You know, him and um Gordon Hayward kind of ran into each other in right field on Sunday and um. So they're both kind of banged up right now. So that certainly will help Martin a little bit, but Rizzo's crushing the ball right now. don't mind Schwarber. <clears throat> don't mind Baez. Um, anything else that we should be looking at? Uh, you pretty much talked about your guys that you like as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Those guys and then Contreras. I know he's a bit expensive, but depending on what you're doing with pitching, you could potentially have the money to pay up for him, and he's going to be super cheap and He's hitting pretty darn well right now. So, uh, yeah, just those main guys there.
1: Yeah, like, I know it's a small sample, but, man, this dude's fastball has been death to lefties. I wonder, like, I'm going to try to see if it has some running movement on it. Um, Houston bats, you know, Correa, Bregman. What else are we looking at here for Houston?
0: Just those two guys. Literally just those two guys. I mean, I like Lester because of the price play, but he can still get beat up a little bit. And. People are going to look at his game log and see that he got beat up last start. And that was against Philly in some high win games here and there. So um, if I'm targeting anyone, it's just going to be the pow- the two good righties with Bregman and Coran. That's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, if Altuve doesn't get called up and Jack Mayfield gets another start, he's 2K. Um, you know, we need some value today. He has a low not strikeout rate. That oh yeah he has a low strikeout rate in the minors um his his power numbers aren't great like his power numbers have been up this season compared to last season but low strikeout guy fly ball hitter 381 or 383 woba in the minors this season 121 wrc plus so if he's in there it's 2k um so um i'll play pretty much anybody at 2k um and you can play him at second base or shortstop so If Altuve doesn't get called up and Mayfield's back in the lineup, um, (laughs) 2K, Grant.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: I can hear the lightning.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, it's about a half mile from my house.
1: It's actually uh...
0: shaking my house. So I'm sorry, all listeners, that you have to deal with this.
1: (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure they're okay. Um, Anyway, like, I live in Florida, man. Like, (laughs) you know, know, little, little storm... Probably it sounds like a big storm, but yeah, storms you know happen all the time. Kansas City, Chicago White Sox, Brad Keller, Lucas Gioletto, eight and a half total. Gioletto is a one fifty favorite here. Um, any interest in Brad Keller?
0: I mean, he's another price play. I'd rather try and get up to Lester. Um he's not gonna be in play, play unless this Boston game gets rained out. Uh that's pretty much the only reason I'll end up playing with playing him. I'd rather go with Plusek. Um, but if that Boston game is looking like trouble, then Keller's going to be one of the guys that I end up paying down for. He's 6K. This White Sox team strikes out at a pretty decent rate. I know Keller's been terrible and that he's been walking a ton of guys, but you look at the walk rate all the way up and down this lineup here. Against the righties this year, one guy or two guys over a 10% walk rate here. A lot of them around 4 or 5%. K numbers all the way up and down. 26% projected K rate going against Keller it's strictly a price play and strictly if the Boston game is in some trouble here, but he's one of the guys that I could see drastically out playing his price tag here.
1: Yeah. So like the interesting thing about Brad Keller is oh. first of all, he's thrown over a hundred pitches this season in eight to 10 starts. Um, that uh, that's the not eight to 10 starts. Um, 9 of 11 starts. So uh, obviously that's the first thing that stands out to me when I'm looking at Keller at 6K. The second thing that stands out to me is he's only allowed three home runs this season. Um, Obviously that's huge. His biggest issue is what you said. He has 41 walks and 45 strikeouts this season. 41 walks and 65 innings is terrible. Um, it's beyond awful. He walks a lot of batters. Like you said, they don't walk a lot in the Chicago White Sox lineup. Um, He struggled against this team earlier this season, and obviously he could struggle here. So I have a little interest because he's 6K, um, but I certainly don't mind looking at the White Sox bats, which we'll talk about here in in just a second. Um, The other side of this game, Lucas Gioletto. Lucas Gioletto was a top pitching prospect um, with the Washington Nationals. And he's starting to finally remind everybody why he was a top pitching prospect. Grant, he has over eight strikeouts in three of his last four games. He's pitched really well. He threw a complete game shutout against Houston his last time out. And, you know, now he gets a matchup with Kansas City. What are we doing here with Gioletto?
0: No, I think there's only one person in our industry that plays Gilito more than I do. Um, and, yeah. He's good. Like we saw it halfway through last year. A lot of people are going to look at the last year numbers he had like an 18% K rate, but there are multiple different times during the season last season where he had eight, nine strikeout games, just absolutely crushed. The dude has ridiculous stuff. There's I think more sink on his fastball than almost anyone else in the league. If I remember correctly, he's a top prospect for a reason. And he's been playing well for a reason. And now he gets a match versus Kansas city. Um, it was just a decent team here for hitting. I like him. I have a little bit of a problem with the 9.9 K price tag. And in all honesty, I'd probably rather try and get up to rich Hill. But if I can't do that, or if I can't get up to Boyd, then G fine. I'm not going to go out of my way to start him. I don't think, but I will play some of them just based on pricing.
1: Yeah. I'm like, I seriously am considering playing like Boyd G or price, like two of the three in cash games today um you know we're we're starting to find a little bit more value with bats and still be able to get in some of the big bats so i'm certainly looking at playing gioletto um boyd or price and cash if not two of the three and just kind of foregoing the top guys and just kind of playing two guys in that price range so um kansas city bats if you're not playing gioletto, what's that
0: none of them are cheap enough
1: yeah, well, the thing is, like, so they're going to pick up their game from Monday before this game. So, like, they're going to play five or six innings before or four or five innings, um, assuming that it, you know, it's tied right now. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what these lineups look like. Um, So, you know, that's obviously something else that you're considering here.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think it's just Nikki Lopez there um up at the top of the order he's one of the only guys in the lineup that's cheap enough i think he's at thirty four hundred. um everyone else is just priced up way too much i mean maybe Soler, maybe gordon if you really want to forty four thousand forty three hundred but giolito's good enough where unless he like unless you want to do a full stack here because i'm guessing giolito's going to get some ownership and he gets out early then that white Sox bullpen is not good um so i don't mind that but i, I don't think you really target guys against julio right now
1: yeah i'm with you i think he's pitching really well this team struggles against change one of the reasons that i like jay lito so much um so probably gonna pass in the kansas city bats here uh as far as the white Sox bats go against um keller i don't mind the top of the order here you know Moncada, jimenez um abreu Alonzo's really cheap, Grant, Um, you know, coming in here. What was it? 3,200 for a number four hitter against a contact pitcher?
0: Yeah. What do you think is bad of his versus righties this year?
1: Who? uh, Alonzo? I already know. It's under 200. I don't know what the exact number is, but I know it's under 200.
0: Yeah. 188 with only a 13% soft contact rate and a low ground ball number. He's due for some huge positive regression. He's gonna be my cash game first baseman. He's too cheap. Um, but yeah, I like I like the stack here, even though I like Keller. Um, just based on the fact that Keller might get super wild. And is one of the only guys in the lineup that actually ends up that actually walks over a 10% clip here. So I don't mind Makata, I don't want him and his, I don't mind Abreu, any of the guys with power, even McCann and Alonzo are all decent plays here. I'm playing Keller, but I will have a White Sox stack and I will have a lot of Alonzo.
1: Yeah, you certainly should have a White Sox stack today. Um, You know, with Keller's high walk rate, there's a little bit of pop in this lineup. Um, You know, you get big upside. Like the top three guys in this lineup all have average exit velocities over 92.5 against right handed pitching this season. So um, certainly can look at some of these bats and like they just, the prices stand out a lot. Um, when facing a guy that doesn't have like massive strikeout stuff, like Jimenez, Jimenez and Alonso both might be in my cash lineup at these prices. Like he's thirty six, Alonso's thirty two, batting second and fourth. Like I just, those price tags are really, really solid here. So, and the bullpen's going to have to be used a little bit um, to finish that suspended game because both of those starting pitchers are not going to come back. So, just another thought um, process there. Milwaukee at Minnesota, Zach Davies, Martin Perez, nine and a half total Perez, a 152 favorite, two of the best teams in baseball this season, the Milwaukee Brewers and the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Any interest here in Zach Davies?
0: No, Minnesota's too good, and Davies is due for some pretty bad negative regression.
1: Yeah, there's no way I'm playing a pitcher against uh, the Minnesota Twins right now. They are scorching hot um, until they start to cool down. Uh, the temperatures might cool them down a little bit here being under 70 degrees, but, uh, they've just been crushing, uh, the other side of this game, Martin Perez has certainly been pitching really, really well this season. Um, just that cutter is certainly just no power being hit. The average hit distance, everything looks great, um, for the cutter this season. Do you have any interest here in, in Perez?
0: I don't, I don't know if he'll make it end up making it into my lineup. Uh, I know that he has been good this season, but it still worries me a little bit with his price tag over 9K. I don't think it's worth it. I'd rather go down to Bundy. I'd rather go down to Freed. I'd rather go up to G. or Boyd. So Milwaukee's just too good of a team. And with that cutter, um, he's actually better versus righties than he is versus lefties or should be. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to end up using Perez at all.
1: I have slight interest in Perez just because every time he takes the hill, nobody plays him, um, and nobody's going to play him here against Milwaukee. He's 9,100. He's certainly not going to get any ownership today. So, like, I have some slight interest in him. He ha- he didn't pitch really good, and he didn't pitch really bad in his last start. My biggest issue was the walks in the last start. Uh, just The Angels are just a very – patient team and when you look at milwaukee they're kind of a patient team as well so like that's the concerning part here but i think perez is certainly somebody that i will look at in tournaments like like you said though i don't know if he necessarily makes the cut today um let's talk bats here what are we looking at here on the milwaukee side of things
0: i mean all of them are fine i don't think i'm targeting any of them versus perez i mean yelich is always a good play, even against the lefty. I don't mind using him. Perez is going to have has a little bit of reverse splits because of that cutter here, so he's still not great versus lefties. Yelich is expensive. After him, I mean, maybe uh, Aguilar, I think if I remember correctly, Aguilar is way too cheap today. Yeah, 2900 That That should be enough to kind of convince you into playing him like Aguilar, like him more on fantasy draft where you can play multiple first basemen. Probably have a decent amount of ownership in him, but there's no one really in particular that I'm targeting outside of Yelich and
1: Aguilar. Yeah, I want to say like um, Ryan Braun profiles really well against Martin Perez. Braun hits cutters really well, so that's certainly somebody that I'll be looking at here. Um... The Minnesota side of things, I, we just keep stacking them, right? Like, you know, it, all these guys are certainly in play. Kepler, Polanco, Rosario. Was Rosario have three home run, three games in a row now or something like that. I know he has a home run streak going. I just don't know. I think it's three or three in the last four or something like that. Um, he's crushing the baseball. Kepler is crushing the baseball. Polanco is crushing the baseball. Ares, since he got called up, he's crushing the baseball. He's yet to strike out against the righty. Um, Everybody, right? Like we're just we're just gonna keep stacking the twins.
0: Yep. Every single one's in play. Davies is not very good. He's due for some huge negative regression. High walk rate to lefties, not great numbers to righties. He's going to get beat up here, and he's gonna get beat up real bad. I'd start with Rosario, Kepler, Polanco, Crone. But um yeah, pretty much anyone with power in this lineup is in a good spot. I will play any batter one through nine on this team.
1: Yeah. Davies is a guy like, you know, he definitely has some regression coming. He is a better real life pitcher than a fantasy pitcher. Um, When you're looking into his stats, everything's going to scream regression. You know, he has a 2.43 ERA with an eight or with a 4.82 XFIP, which is two, two, almost two, 2.4 runs higher than his ERA. So, Obviously, it screams regression. You got to look at guys that hit sinkers well against him because that's what he throws like 60% of the time. And Minnesota Twins hit sinkers very well. So it's just a really bad spot for Davies. Um, even though he's a better real-life pitcher, it's just not a good spot to play him here. Yeah. Arizona at Colorado, is as long as that, um, you know, Denver Storm moves out and doesn't strike Grant's house here. Um <laughs>
0: It's all right. Roth already told me the weather might kill me yesterday, so I made my will. We're good.
1: All right, perfect. Did, did you put me in your will?
0: Um, Roth already got my Beanie Baby collections, but you got my Hot
1: Wheels. I figured you'd appreciate them. Yeah. Dude, my daughter has so many Hot Wheels. Anyway, Arizona at Colorado, 12.5 total. Merrill Kelly against Sensatella. Grant, I hate stacking cores. And this price point on a lot of these guys is going to make it tough. uh, But I'm guessing you have zero interest in the pitchers in this game.
0: That is correct.
1: Like from a price standpoint, I think that's how we kind of have to approach this, right? A a price standpoint side of things. What on Arizona stands out price-wise?
0: I mean, price-wise crone if he ends up making the lineup, is very good and has a lot of power. He hasn't been, He's only been in the lineup once since he got called up, but at 4,400, that's not bad. Outside of him, I mean, everyone else that's a good hitter is over 5K. It's going to be tough to play them. Um, it's going to be tough to play Rockies. Tapia is the only guy. on the, Tapia and McMahon and Murphy, who haven't been playing great lately outside of Tapia and Dahl. Like, those are easier guys to get, but... Arizona has nothing outside of Krohn if he even makes the lineup that is remotely palatable when it comes to pricing here. So I it's it's going to be a little bit rough trying to fit in Arizona bats.
1: All right, so Christian Walker stands out to me. If it's not Krohn, I think Christian Walker is a guy you can look at. I know he hasn't really hit a lot of home runs recently, but at 4,300 against a guy that just throws a ton of fastballs, um, I'm willing to look at Walker here. Hopefully he's in the lineup, um, you know, kind of looking at the other guy I wanted to talk about was Vargas. If he's in the lineup, you can use him at second base. He's 4,300. Um, you know, he's a guy that I, I, I certainly like in this spot. I like all these guys. It's just more of price points. Um, on the Colorado side, you, you kind of talked about a lot of the guys, but like the first guy in my cash lineup today was David Dahl. Um uh, facing Merrill Kelly at forty two hundred. I know Dahl's been super hit or miss, but too much talent um for me there against a pitcher that doesn't strike people out. Going into course, um, you know, obviously Story Arenado, all these guys are, are legit options here, but David Dahl really stands out to me at forty two hundred.
0: Yeah, it's it's the lefties in this lineup that for some reason, I don't know what DK algorithm did. Maybe they were expecting someone else to pitch, but all the lefties are too cheap here. Murphy, forty-five hundred. McMahon, forty-four hundred. Tapia, forty-three hundred. Doll, forty-two hundred. Dahl's the first guy I'm going with, but Tapia's the second. And any of the lefties are great. I think I'd only do Story and Arenado in tournaments, but both of them obviously in play versus anyone anytime. Kelly has actually been worse versus righties than lefties this year, but I don't really know why. I mean, he has a decent changeup, but that's about it. So. I, I don't mind pretty much any of those guys, but I think I'd reserve Story and Arnado for tournaments in all likelihood.
1: Yeah, if I could get up to Story in cash games, I think Story is one of the best plays on the entire slate. I just want to throw that out there. I don't know if I'll be able to do it or not. Um, the other guy that I wanted to mention really quick was Swihart. He's been playing a little bit in the outfield, but he's catcher eligible at 3,800. I like to punt catcher. It worked with Travis Darno on Monday. Um, but if I get Swihard at 3,800 here, um, I, I certainly don't mind him at catcher. Like in cash games, I'm going to be trying to get in decent pitching and try to get as many pieces of this game as I can just because of the situation. So, all right, um Angels and Athletics. It's gonna be Nick Trappiano against Frankie Montas. Um, no total in this one because we were waiting to find out who was gonna start for LA. It might be an opener situation, but Trappiano is supposed to get a lot of the work after that. Um, any interest in Trappiano?
0: I, I gotta assume he's not gonna be in for too long here. I mean, I, I need to look at his minor league numbers or minor league uh leash there's thunder again uh but i don't i don't assume he's gonna be in the game long enough i like trapiano he's a guy that when he was pitching before had some decent K stuff gave a blah hard contact i played him quite a bit but i don't know if i can do that here considering he's probably not gonna be in the game long enough
1: yeah that's the biggest issue right like is just how bad he's been in triple a this season i was actually shocked when i saw the the alert that he was getting called back up but 22 innings he has 21 strikeouts we know he has strikeout stuff but he has a 1.66 whip um giving up a lot of home runs with a 1.61 um home run per nine we kind of saw that with him in the bigs last year we know he has a strikeout upside we know oakland has a little bit of strikeouts in this lineup um it's in oakland like there's some signs that like point to maybe looking at him here if he was like 5500 um I think that's the biggest thing. It's just 7400. It's a really tough ask. I'm going to probably pass here on Trappiano. Um Frankie Montas Grant, he has just been pitching fantastic. Um you know, coming off of a game against Cleveland and Detroit where he's been, you know, 19 strikeouts in his last two starts. He's had some really solid games recently. He pitched against the Angels uh, earlier this season and pitched really well against them. Um they're very right-handed heavy. I guess they're not technically right-handed heavy right now with some injuries, but what are we doing here with Frankie Montas?
0: It's just his price that is so tough to stomach. I mean, I've been playing Montas all season long. I absolutely love playing him, but 11 threes, a little bit tough to stomach. I mean, it is nice that there are going to be four to five lefties in that LA lineup, um, and Montas bringing in that splitter has just made him so much better versus lefties versus righties and just so good overall i mean the guy throws heat all the time decent slider great splitter decent sinker like he's a very good pitcher here he's probably going to come in at two percent ownership would be my guess maybe three percent because of his price here i don't like i don't mind it in tournaments
1: yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like the Angels get the rap for don't they don't strike out a lot, which you know is completely true. Um, you know, they have one of the lowest strikeout rates in baseball. It's just, it, it's kind of interesting when we're looking at this slate and we're going, huh, you know, he's gonna be, he's a guy that. Has put up thirty, you know, fantasy points multiple times this season, and he's going to be very low owned here. It's just, it's a price thing. We're not getting him at that eighty five hundred dollar price tag, so I'm kind of on the fence. I don't know where I'm going to end up on him. Um, it's just, it's really tough to play him over like a Rich Hill facing the Mets, uh, Matt Boyd facing Baltimore, Strasburg, you know, kind of things. But he has a really decent ownership play, just because nobody's going to play him. Uh, any Angels bats that you want to play against him?
0: Ohtani's too cheap I know he's been good versus lefties But Ohtani's 3400 Um, So he's very much in play Even against a guy that's as good versus lefties Mike Trout's Mike Trout um, Lestell's a little too cheap at 3700 But outside of them I don't think I'm going Calhoun I don't think I'm going Goodwin um, It's probably just Ohtani and Trout for me Trout's going to be a little bit tough to stomach
1: Uh yeah, it's I don't really see myself using any of these guys. Um, Oakland bats—they're
0: too cheap. They are way too cheap. Chapman's forty-three hundred. Olson's four K. Uh, Oakland is a fantastic stack today, especially if Tropiano is going to be pitching. Dude gives up a bunch of bombs. Gets a little bit wild at times. Has decent K stuff, but this Oakland team is patient with a lot of power. So, depending on who makes the lineup, Canha or Pinder um, are in play. Chapman Olsen are some of the top plays. But good. I really, really
1: like the stack today. All right. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting stack considering the price and the pitchers that you'll be able to play with the stack. So, um, I don't hate that at all. So, um, all right, Texas at Seattle, Adrian Sampson against Marco Gonzalez. Um, nine and a half total, Gonzalez, a 152 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Sampson? Nope. And yeah, don't have any interest either. Um, Marco Gonzalez, I have some interest in, Grant. Texas continues to struggle against lefties, you know, outside of Joey Gallo, who hits home runs or strikes out. Mazzara, who's been hitting lefties decent this season, but I think his numbers are going to regress a little bit. And Hunter Pence, like, the rest of this lineup really stinks against lefties, and I know Marco Gonzalez is not a big strikeout guy, um, but Marco Gonzalez, 15 fantasy points for 6,900. Looking at this slate, I don't think it's out of the question, and I don't think it's the worst thing in the world.
0: No, I mean, you look at the lineup there, Forsyth, 30% percent k rate versus lefty. Gallo, 40. Chu, 30 or 26. Odour, 35. Kinder. Kinner is 36, I think. Um, so there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. Marco's not really a huge strikeout guy. More of a ground ball pitcher. Um, but with enough lefties in here, he can he can mow him down. Uh, the price is right. I don't know if he's going to be the main guy I end up going with. I think I'd rather go with Lester around the same price. Uh, but he's very much in play. I'd probably use him over Keller. But um if i can't pay up the extra 900 bucks i go with color but marco gonzalez is one of the better salary savers on the slate
1: yeah and like tournaments like you know taking martin against the cubs and, and taking the peer upside certainly makes a lot of sense but when we're looking you know at, at just the slate in general like i don't necessarily need 40 fantasy points or 30 fantasy points from my pitcher in this range so he just faced this team and I always hate playing guys, um, that just face the same team, but that was in Texas and he scored 14.4 Faced them at home earlier this season and scored 34.2, which I, I, you know, I I think that was an outlier if you look at the rest of his season, but I I think that the upside is kind of there. I, I don't think it's as high as some of these other guys, but I like it. Um, any Texas bats that you want to play against him here?
0: I mean, Gallo's fine. Um, That'd probably be all I go with.
1: No interest in 100 pens, huh? <laughs>
0: no, I still don't like playing him. I don't know why. It's, it's another so mind weird. block. I know, Which is weird, because I played him like 100% at the beginning of the season, and he killed me. And then he started just crushing the ball, and I stopped playing him.
1: Yeah, like he's 5,500 now, too. It's like It's not easy to make it work, but man, he's just been straight mashing. So... Oh, I don't want to, but I I think Pence is certainly somebody you have to look at. He had a home run against Gonzalez, um, like a week ago. So, um, Seattle bats, is this a sneaky stack today?
0: I don't think it's sneaky. It's 5.2 implied total right now. Samson's terrible. The Texas bullpen is not good. And you just look all the way up and down this lineup and with Seager back in there, you have power through and through here outside of Crawford and long, um, like Haniger, 266 ISO, uh, Navarez around 200 ISO, Incarnacion 250, Vogelbach and Bruce over 300, both guys that just crushed the ball. I don't think it's a sneaky stack. Um, I don't know how many people are going to want to pay up that price tag for Vogelbach, but I mean, it's a free home run almost every single night. So I don't know why you wouldn't, especially against Sampson, guy who gives up 47% hard contact, 50% to lefties. I love the lefties here. I love the power bats. And I think Seager is still way too cheap at 3,700. So, yeah, I don't know if they're sneaky. I think they're going to be semi-popular, but there's a lot of different stacks on this slate. I'm going to be mixing and matching a whole lot, and Seattle's going to be one of them that is very much in the mix.
1: I think they're going to be sneaky, dude. Um, 13-game slate, a 10 o'clock game. People hate stacking 10 o'clock games. Game in Seattle – I know their implied total is high, but like we have some high implied totals just on the seven and eight o'clock games. I think Seattle flies under the radar a little bit here. Like I don't think anybody's going to be extremely popular outside of cores on the thirteen game slate, but I think Seattle kind of flies under the radar. Um, Mets and Dodgers eight total. mats Hill, Hill two ten favorite. Uh, any interest here in Steven Mats against the Dodgers? No. Yeah, we could sum this one up really easy. Matts has not been great this season. He does have a little bit of strikeout upside, but giving up a ton of hard contact against a team that walks a ton, doesn't strike out a lot, and has an average ISO of 200. I'm going to pass on Steven Matz. Uh Rich Hill on the other hand, there's a lot of strikeouts in the Mets lineup and Rich Hill is certainly somebody that I'm considering as like using as like an SP1 type play today. Uh 108 is really expensive, but I think the matchup warrants the price tag, and I think he could go out and you know absolutely dominate this game.
0: Uh, I'm probably going to use him over Strauss. I mean, just looking at these numbers, more he's a. I don't want to say reverse splits because he definitely gives up more power to let righties, um, but he has a much higher K rate versus righties. So this Mets lineup that's super righty heavy right now with a lot of strikeouts could easily just get crushed by rich hill here i think that he's the better play than strasburg don't know if i'm gonna end up going there with cash don't know if i'm gonna have enough money but i may end up with him as my cash game pitcher he's just too good huge upside in this matchup i really like rich hill
1: yeah if you guys really want to dig into rich hill uh just go start looking at how the mets do against curveballs and you're gonna like rich hill even more so um I was I've been excited to talk about Rich Hill. Uh, even when we were talking about Strasburg, I was kind of leaning on to somebody else. Like Rich Hill is certainly that guy. The only thing that I always hate about Rich Hill is the same exact thing that I hate about every Dodgers pitcher. If his spot comes up and he's at eighty five pitches, he's probably going to get hit for. So um, it's always the biggest decision, like biggest downfall to Hill. But he still has you know twenty five to thirty five point upside even at 80 to 90 pitches so um certainly like the spot for rich hill mets bats outside of pete alonzo i don't really have any interest pete alonzo a rookie that strikes out a ton he kind of reminds me of a young joey gallo home run strikeout and uh that's always perfect for tournaments
0: yeah man i don't hate alonzo and maybe even ramos but outside of them
1: no yeah man pete alonzo's i didn't realize his price have you looked at his price do you know what his price it's is 5800 i thought no, it's forty five hundred. What? Yeah, they significantly lowered his price.
0: Oh gosh. Well, yeah, Alonso's good.
1: Uh, Dodgers side of things. Um, really didn't have a ton of interest in the Dodgers, but Justin Turner's forty one hundred against the lefty. Um, I certainly like that price tag. Yeah. Anything Justin- standing out to you here? Yeah,
0: Justin Turner, one of the top plays on the 4,100 crushes lefties. Matt's has not been great. Outside of him, Kike's, if he's leading off, 3,400. I like the, I actually really do like the Dodgers stack today. Um, Matt's not great versus lefties or righties here. Lefties on the season, 429 well, but not a huge sample size. But giving up a 200 iso to both sides of the plate, just striking out at an entirely mediocre clip. Um, so Kike Turner, Bellinger, Seeger if he's in the lineup, Taylor, um, Jock, if he's in the lineup, all fantastic plays really actually like this stack today. Um, and we'll use them a decent amount. I don't know if they're my favorite, but they're a top five stack on the slate.
1: Um, let's talk morning grind game. I will say the Dodgers, I like them more than initially thinking, just looking at their pricing. Uh, their pricing is really good. So, uh let's play morning grind game and then we're gonna get out of here. Uh Grant, give me a guy under 8k to get six or more strikeouts on this slate.
0: Um gosh. I'm going with Lester.
1: All right. I like that one. Don't hate it. Um, I am going to take Corbin Martin. He's probably gonna walk a bunch of people, but he's a guy that I think has a strikeout upside here.
0: Yeah, if he's not wild, he's he can crush the spot.
1: Eventually, you got to think he's going to settle down and get into a groove, right? Like he is, he's very talented. It's, you know, obviously it's just one of those things, right? Like he, he's not a top five prospect in the Houston Astros organization for no reason. Yeah. I mean, and
0: yeah, he, he will. There's a reason why he's still in the rotation here.
1: Yeah, so obviously his in, you know inconsistency is certainly a concern, but you know even in in double A this se- or triple A this season in the PCL, 29 Ks and in 25 innings, um, so he has a little bit of upside here. I know I'm gonna use him a bunch, and I'm just I need to send him a good mojo. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust up towards the top today? Better. Yeah, I like that call. That's who I was looking at. As that well. was
0: the obvious one. I didn't wasn't sure if I wanted to do it, but I took the easy route out.
1: Nah, that's fine. I don't want to take any of these other guys. I like man. This price range is really strong today. Um, I don't know who I want to take here. I am going to take Dylan Bundy. I think Bundy has a really good chance to go over 15 today, but just looking at this price range, he obviously has some risk um over like Martin Perez and these other guys that have been a lot more consistent this season. So um over 4K to hit a home run, can't use cores. Who do you got? I'm going balls that are
0: a little bit cheaper and going Bryce Harper.
1: Yeah, I love Harper today. Just the matchup is just fantastic. So um I like that call for sure. Um you know, I I, I want to say Vogelbach, but I feel like I say him so much on this when we're doing this. So
0: you win so much,
1: is basically what you're I know, you're I know. I've, I've definitely nailed the home runs this season. You know what? Um, I'm, I'm looking up his price really quick. Is Matt Carpenter over 4K?
0: I think it's four two.
1: Yeah, if I don't play Arenado in cash, it's going to be Carpenter. So give me Matt Carpenter. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Still can't use cores. Who do you got?
0: Brandon Belt.
1: Yeah, I like that one. I am going to take Aloy uh, Jimenez um, from the Chicago White Sox against the very low strikeout rate of Brad Keller batting second. I was thinking him or Alonzo, and I like Jimenez's upside a little bit more. Uh, Give me a stack to score six or more runs that's not playing in Coors Field.
0: Oh, gosh. I'm trying to find something people aren't going to play a whole lot of i am going to go with i'm going with the dodgers
1: all right um let's see i'm gonna i'm gonna go with seattle i don't think they're gonna be that popular and i, I really like the spot like minnesota is just too easy i've you know i don't want to use minnesota so All right, well, I'm going to let you get back to your um, thunder. I am going to edit this thing and get it up. Um, Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Boston, please
0: just get rained out. Please call the game early so I'm not forced to play a pitcher against you.
1: (laughs) On that note, we're going to get out of here. I hope everyone has an awesome Tuesday. We'll be back talking some more baseball tomorrow. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. Tickets.